Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. How about this makeover? I mean, if they did, uh, they did what is that? Homemaker, home makeover, extreme home makeover, extreme home makeover. It was like a s- extreme roster makeover from Nebraska uh, this offseason, and it's uh, a lot along the defensive line. I remember when Casey Rogers transferred. I thought the sky had fallen. I was like, oh, my gosh. What the- and who told you to just give it time? <laughs> Gay, who told you to just give hey, it some time? I like to panic when panic feels about Listen, right. Listen, I reinforced my 9-3 after Casey Rogers entered the transfer. I said, you give it time, Bach. I said, O'Shawn Mathis is coming. It happened. I said, they'll make other additions. Looks like they did. Now, I was telling you before the show, too. Transfer rating for the class of 2022, Nebraska 7th. Seventh. Yeah, but this might... For a team that went three and nine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's definitely impressive. They filled a lot of holes uh, in their roster, um, and especially the defensive line, which has gone from, again, when Casey Rogers left, Jordan Riley obviously transferred, both of them actually following Tony Tuodi um, over to Oregon, um, you know, along with the DeAndre Thomas and, and, and you know, all, all the things that just kind of happened in the offseason where, you're, you know, obviously Ben Stilley uh, ran out of his, uh, his playing time here, Damian Daniels um, deciding to not take a COVID year and, and try to go to the next level it's just a lot of meat a lot of bulk on your defensive line and they've been able to completely turn it around and in the latest edition is Stefan Wynn uh, Jr. the transfer from Alabama he's got two years left to play again it's one of those situations I don't know how long it's going to be um, with his eligibility things I don't know whether to, to think that he wants to play two years or maybe he does he hasn't played too much at Alabama yeah um, I don't but know. you know it's just one of like you can't get too mad at somebody and it was, that was kind of what people were kind of said about um, Daniels. Is just like, how long do you want him to stay in college? But then you see other guys like Derek Walker sticking around. He's doing the best what he can with his nil right, money. And, right. Um. So I mean, it's still bought a truck. Yeah. It's it's it. You know, he really actually is doing really well. Um. But it's just kind of interesting to see, you know, the different the different takes at it. But I mean, okay. So he's got two years of eligibility uh, left. Um. He's over three hundred pounds. Uh. Six four, three hundred seven pounder is what Alabama had him listed at. Big time recruit going to Alabama. Obviously big picked time him over recruit. like Georgia and Clemson, but it's tough to tough to get on the field there. Um, what do you expect from Stefan Wynn? A guy again, anytime you get an Alabama transfer, it's huge. Nebraska got two of them, Kane Williams. I mean, you feel like this is uh this is big time news, but then you, you have to kind of remember you know, like a guy like Tyreek Johnson, who transferred over from Ohio State, one-time five-star. His career's not done. I'm not saying nothing's become of it. But as far as immediate impact, um, you know, maybe don't have the highest of expectations. But at the same time, you know, they, they need somebody to fill in that role. I have no reason to believe that he won't be plug-and-play. Like, right? Like, yeah. let's, let's rock you and roll. You assume that's what they're going for. Let's rock and roll. And, and the thing is, too, I, I can't remember the, the quote exactly. But it was on Twitter. Uh, someone had asked him if he's looking forward to it, and he said, when you're a freshman, a lot of it is figuring out college, living life on your own, kind of figuring out your circle. He's already done that. I mean, this guy, is he's coming here to play football. And I know you love that, Bach. <laughs> he's, oh, yeah. he, he is ready to play. Like, this is – and Jory makes an interesting point. I'm not sure 
how much I agree with this because I'd still like to have Casey Rogers. He said, who knew that losing Casey Rogers would make Nebraska's defensive line better than with him? I think if you added Casey Rogers to this defensive line, it's one of the best, if not the best, in the Big Ten. But with that being said, I have no reason to believe that he won't make an immediate impact. I mean, he's a four-star recruit. And like you said, at Alabama, I, I think if it was a different school, I would have said, okay, why was he not on the field? Is there some type of issues? But it's tough to play at Alabama. Especially the defensive line. I mean, they have guys drafted every single year off that defensive line. Yeah. So it's it's tough. And you look at him, Devin Drew, O'Shawn, O'Shawn Mathis. You keep Ty Robinson. Like this is a legitimate defensive line, and we we came into this off season with serious concerns. Like you said, Casey Rogers entered the transfer portal, and we were saying the sky is falling. Like, what is going to happen yeah. with our defensive line? We've we've answered so, and I, I know you have your issues with Scott Frost, and we could probably loop him into this. But at the end of the day, when you have a transfer this high caliber, you there are many reasons that you decide to come to Nebraska. I understand that. I get that. If you don't have any type of faith in this coaching staff, and you don't have any type of faith in Scott Frost, you are not coming to Nebraska. You are coming here thinking that there is. Some type of positive that's going to come from the season. He's going to put you in a better position to make it to the NFL, and you're going to be successful. You would not be coming to Nebraska if that wasn't the case. So I know that everyone has their issues with Scott Frost, and rightfully so. And so he's, it's not. It's more of a. It's a record thing. It's not it a is. personal thing. No, and I know it's not personal. Everybody's cheering. But for I'm him. saying, say what you will about what has happened during the Scott Frost tenure. But when push comes to shove, and he had to make the changes to make this team set up for success, he did. And will this team show up on the field? I don't know. None of us know. But he has done everything in his power to set them up for success. He has. This We were worried about the defensive line. That's taken care of. We were worried about the quarterback position when Adrian Martinez decided he was going to move on. That's been taken care of. And you get an upgrade at least from the passing staff. Maybe he's not a better runner. Maybe he's not a better quarterback. Time will tell. You got a better passer. And that has been our issue with Adrian Martinez over the past few years. So you have checked off all the boxes for this team to be successful. And I think a lot of credit, not all of it, a lot of credit has to go to Scott Frost because you would not be coming here if you're a coach, if you're Mark Whipple and Mickey Joseph, or you would not be coming here as a high recruit like O'Shawn Mathis where your goal is to make it to the NFL. You have to have some type of success this season. You would not be coming here if you didn't have any faith in Scott Frost. And I, I, I firmly, firmly believe that. Well, and I would I would assume so too. I mean, but you know, it's uh, you just kind of got to pick your battles there. I mean, I don't know how many of these guys had um had the, the top choices. Obviously, you're moving over from if you're in this case in Stephon Wynn's case, you're obviously moving over from Nick Saban. Right. Um, you're not going to pick a better coach. No, um, so. it's nearly <laughs> it's nearly impossible to do unless you go to maybe Dabo. Right. So I so. mean, you, you you know, I, I I think there is a belief in Scott Frost. There's a there belief is. in the team. You don't just jump on and say, well, I don't really see this going anywhere. But we'll Absolutely. see what goes on. So, um, and I think a lot of that, um, too, at least on the on the defensive side, has to go to their defensive staff. Um, you know, Eric Shenander leading that way too. Is I I think that um, you can give them a lot of credit for you know some of those games there, and primarily the Oklahoma game, um, where it was like, okay, I think that I th- I think what we just saw uh, was Shenander maybe out coaching Lincoln Riley, or at least yeah, keep you know throwing punch for punch, give yourself a shot. Yeah, I mean, so you know that type of thing. This this defense has gotten better year after year, and I just I thought you know going into this offseason, that's you know they just lose too much. There's not they're not there, but you get Oshawn Mathis, a legitimate pass rusher. Um, you get some of these other guys. Devin Drew started for two years. I expect yeah. him to be a plug and start, not just a Casey plug and Thompson play. Casey Thompson has 
starter experience, the yeah. power five level. I just I think that they've done a good job, especially in the in the middle of that defensive line. Now you look at it um, again. That was kind of the fear. If they're if they're transitioning to the four three, uh, which all Brian indications Munson are is like seems like that's the happened. case. Yeah. you kind of got to wonder. Okay, the the who's going to play outside linebacker, and you know are, are, how much is it? You, can Caleb Tanner and 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 uh, you know Garrett Nelson switch? kind of play on and off there who's going to start at one place or the right. other um so that's kind of an interesting dynamic about it but then i think you plant you, you know you plant one of those guys at one side of the defensive end at least on pass rushing downs uh you put oshan mathis on the other end but up the middle now you've got you know devin drew nash Hutmacher, ty robinson who was definitely going to start um now stefan win jr you've got some depth there which is the thing that i think that was the biggest issue too as we looked at last season what made that defensive line so great i think we've talked about this Bach is how much depth there was. I mean, the, the defensive line, they probably had more depth than any other position group, arguably. I mean, you had Ben Stilley, for crying out loud, who's now trying out in the NFL, was coming off your was with your second-string unit or whatever you want to call it, however they filtered out the defensive line. So uh, it, it, it's pretty impressive, is, what I, is all I'm going to say, is that as much criticism as we have heard from this coaching staff, it's pretty impressive that you were able to turn this offseason into the product that you're going to have on the field. And we have someone that says, uh, Texter says, missing one piece on the offensive line. I probably agree with that. But the same thing that I said when Casey Rogers transferred, I said that, I said, give it time. Give it time. And I think that's kind of been the story of this offseason is when everyone's panicking. Even you got to remember before Casey Thompson, Bach, there was a little bit of a panic then. It was Adrian Martinez is probably going to move on. Are we going to roll with Smothers? I, there was there was a little bit of panic setting in. Give it time. I I, I don't know if they're going to get another offensive lineman. Give it time. Yeah, and then the other thing that I've I've kind of noticed, and I don't know how true this is to be. We'll kind of ask Brian Munson, but at least when you look at like the top uh, hundred or whatever portal guys, not a whole lot of offensive linemen out there. So I think if you're a top offensive lineman, you seem to be kind of sticking where you're at. I mean, Normally that's the case. Yeah. Offensive linemen don't do too much moving around. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that it, that is something that um, at least is odds on favorite probably to be holding Nebraska back as far as a position group this year. But we'll see. You know, maybe they can take the strides. Maybe Dylan, you know, a, a Riola in there. Not Dylan, but uh, Donovan. Uh, can <laughs> Not Dylan. Completely change them. Unfortunately, no. Yeah. I just think there's reason to be optimistic, Bach. I'm telling you, there something is happening within the program. And someone says offseason champs, four years running. I get that. But when everything fell apart and no one had confidence in this coaching staff, he's getting players that still have confidence. Players still believe in Nebraska. You should, too. <laughs> That's right. Inject that into your veins, Bach. You should, too. You should, too. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll wrap up things here on the water cooler, and then uh, Strick will jump in and let us know what he thinks about the weekend's activities here on the block. But uh, we'll wrap up the Ticket Water Cooler coming up next on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 